Hey fam, welcome back to New Girl, Old Guy for episode five of New Girl, CC Crashes. I am neither the new girl nor the old guy. My name is Allie Lasher, uh, and I am here with the titular old guy, Akiva Winokur. Akiva, how are you? Allie, it's on and it's popping. <laughs> you got your mono on? I got my, well, no, I think it's a different time. I don't think I could wear a mono anymore. I, you do strike me as like a silk robe guy. I don't I don't think you have oh one, God. but I think if you did have one, you would really enjoy it. Yeah, I don't. I, it's a lot of effort. I don't like buy a lot of clothing, so that would be a lot of effort to like find a silk robe. You know what I am like once in a while you go to like a really fancy hotel, which gives you a bathrobe and then I'll just wear that until it like falls apart. But I think right now I'm, I'm bathrobeless. I happen to know that you don't buy any clothing because I am knee deep in the Seinfeld recap over on Post Show Recaps. Mm. And you have talked about many times about how you don't buy any clothes, that your mother bought all your clothes and then your wife bought all your clothes. Yeah. Even now I'd say it's a split between my mom and my wife. That is true. <laughs> Even now she ships them? Well, I think what happens is I'll go to her house and I'll look like so horrific. She'll be like, all right, we got to go to like Banana Republic or something right now and get you stuff. <laughs> Tell her to pick up a nice silk mono for you next time. I will. I will. We'll get a mono next time. The reason I bring up Seinfeld is because, so we have some old business before we get into this week's episode. And uh, so, you know, last week we talked about Seinfeld or Friends. I think the week before that we talked about Seinfeld or Friends. Uh, but you talked about Seinfeld or Friends this week. And by this week, I mean just on the episode I was listening to this week. Uh, six years ago. So for anyone who doesn't know, someone wrote in the five-star reviews like that they're now interested in the Seinfeld recap. So Akiva... Re- got into the podcasting game. I mean, do you want to tell the story maybe? Why am I introducing you? No, yeah, I like it. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying you tell the story. Keep going. All right, so we're going to have you do Keeve's summary. This is Allie's summary. Mm-hmm. Keeve got into the podcasting game by writing fan mail to great podcaster Rob Sesternino over on RHAP. And he was like, you should do a Seinfeld recap. And Rob was like, all right, uh, do it with me. And so they recapped. It's funny. I didn't know you. They, you know, spoiler alert for the few, first few episodes. I guess you guys were maybe going to only do a limited amount of episodes, and then it became the whole shebang. Um, we so got a Rob, test run of five episodes, and we said if people like the first five, we'll get a back order of the last hundred seventy-five. So maybe that's what we're doing here. This is our fifth episode, and if mm-hmm. people like it, Ooh, maybe that's a good the idea. you know the powers that be, us, <laughs> will decide. Uh, <laughs> To do it. How badly would this have to go for us to just cancel it now and not do the last 140? Well, people are very concerned that you don't like the show. But people have reminded me that the show gets better after season one. I don't think they should be concerned about that. I think they should be concerned with, like, us getting busy. Um, yeah, mostly Want to refra- rephrase that again? No. <laughs> Allie getting busy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I look forward to this. I think we've said that I enjoy doing this podcast with you. So. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I don't think we're stopping. I, I think I think the podcast is going to keep going. What, play I, the? Can you put? Can you cut an audio? Play the Leo DiCaprio in Wolf of Wall Street saying, "I'm not leaving," right here. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Okay, what's the time? Sam, three thirty-eight. Let's see. All right, we'll see if I could do that. Let's test my skills. Yes. All right. Um, but the reason I bring up this, we're we're on a tangent from the tangent we were already on. 
Um, but last week was a straight-up episode, so I feel like we have some leeway, leeway to do a walkabout this week. Yeah, no, last week we stayed, we stuck to really the um, new girl, old guy stuff. So this week we have, we're allowed to do whatever we want. It's one, it's one for them, one for us. Like they say directors, you know, they make like a passion project and then they make a Marvel movie. This is our Marvel movie. So you, you mentioned on the show, first of all, I have to admit now, Akiva, I've pranked you for the last week. I sent you a Deadspin article that you mentioned on Seinfeld thinking that you would know that you had mentioned it on Seinfeld six years ago and I was listening to it and you were like, how'd you think of this? I haven't thought about this in years. I was like, Akiva, you told me this last week and you bought it, but that was, I'm just revealing you're not. I didn't buy it at all. I didn't buy, I thought you were like, I thought you You were a, I, I, I I did. I'll tell you why I didn't buy it, but it's an insane. You said, here's this article. We were talking about it last week. Now, because I have no facial recognition and I'm extremely bad at certain things, there, it my my brain makes up for it by being extremely good at certain things. So like I know exactly what conversations I've had with everyone, and I know we never talked about that. Plus the fact that I hadn't thought. Not only had I not thought about this, we have to explain what we're talking about. You sent me a Deadspin article about a, a, a pool I ran six years ago with my friend Alex Chester. But by the way, I didn't connect it with Chester when I read the article. Yes. It just said Alex, and I so, was like, oh. So, uh, and, and it got so out of hand that it made it to Deadspin. And so you brought it up to me, but I hadn't thought about it in so many years. I know that there was no way I could have mentioned it to you last week because I don't even remember, like, the details anymore. There's no – if I told you that story, you would block me for being too boring. Like, I don't know what – like, hey, Allie, did you know, like, we were on Deadspin six years ago? By the way, like – it, it was a it was a World Cup soccer pool. Like, isn't that interesting? Like, you would not be interested. Okay. I would Hold never. On. But I, I'll tell. Can I? Can I t- take you through my brain? When Give me I one s- second. Let's yeah. just walk this back for a hot yeah. second. Okay. I just want to say. Yeah. I did not. Speaking of you being extremely good at remembering all conversations. Mm-hmm. I. <laughs> I didn't send it to you with this like great prank idea. I'm yeah. I'm I'm mischievous, but I'm not pranky. Yeah. Like I, I don't like I don't think of good pranks. Mm-hmm. I sent it to you in the context of like you knowing that I've been going back and listening to this podcast. So I thought for sure you would know the context of it. But when you did it, I was like, Oh yeah, no, you told me last week. And when you were getting like famished about it, I was like Oh, all right. I'll go with this. Like you walked into the prank. I had not intended to mm. trick you. But I knew, yeah, I knew I hadn't said it. And then I'm like, does Allie like have secret conversations with Chester? And then I <laughs> yeah, realized, that was like, your first reaction. And, and I had privately messaged Chester, which is what scared me the most because I. Wait, you, what are you I, private messaging Chester about? Are you friend jumping? I hope. I feel like I'm very open about trying to oh, friend no. jump with Chester. No, that's down. That's friend falling. That's going so, down. So I had messaged Keith. Uh, Keith. I messaged Chester. Wow, insult to injury. Called him by. I called him Keith. Uh, I'm convincing Keith he's having a mental breakdown, and sent the chat where I said I like found the article, and you were like, "How'd you find that?" And I was like, "It was the first hit. I googled Deadspin World Cup pool." You said, "Googled what?" I said, you told me to look it up. <laughs> That's where I was like, all right, I'm going with this. You said, no, I didn't. I said, yes, you did. You said, I literally haven't thought about this in a long time. So I sent this to Chester, uh, left on red, by the way. He did not respond. And yeah. then your immediate next message was, are you private messaging Chester? And I was like, yes. Yeah, no. He, so I, okay, here's, here's what my mind, do people care about this? Here's what my mind uh, came up with 
at the end for what what it really was. Allie was bored and, um, you know, maybe like she's going back to 2014 tweets of mine for some reason because she's listening to my podcast from 2014. And she's embarrassed that she like looked through all my old tweets. She scrolled down six years and she doesn't want to admit that. And that's why she's not giving up. But I wasn't going to get into a fight with you because I've never once won an argument with you. And I wasn't going to get into like, there's no way I said it because what's the upside? Like, OK, one, you know. I, I, maybe I'm going to embarrass you that you were like looking through my old tweets. So that's what I assumed it was. You were sort of knee deep in my old tweets. Um, well, that is completely insane that you think I do this. I don't know. Don't tell me I have to edit this out because I don't want to. Anyway, the whole point of this was that you on a, on a podcast mm-hmm. mentioned an article that mm-hmm. wrote that Friends is a more influential show than Seinfeld. Uh, and not that it's a better show, but that Friends has influenced more shows and Seinfeld was like too good to be replicated. And you got very upset about this because you said, quote, it upsets me when anyone compares Friends and Seinfeld. I find it odd that six years later, you would be the one comparing Friends and Seinfeld in your theory. Yeah, I'm a hypocrite. And also, like, I got over it. I got over it. I, I'm not as anti-Friends as I was in my youth six years ago. All right. Well, that was off. We're off to a rough start. Maybe we should talk about this uh, episode a little bit. If you want to give us a little Kiwi summer, a summer Kiwi, summer Kiwi. We need a cute name for it, but maybe give us your summary. No, summer Kiwi. Wow. I don't think we could top that. We're good. Um, yeah. Kiwi's so this, corner? E- this episode is called uh, uh, CC Sleeps Over. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, it's CC Crashes. CC Crashes. Okay. So CC. This is this, the most CC heavy episode. Uh, CC is rescued by Jess from a D bag boyfriend who is a DJ with a face tattoo, and uh, she ends up spending the night at the loft with our uh, with the core four, making it a core five. And um, CC is sort of pursued by both uh, Schmidt and Winston, whilst Jess is sort of at the very beginning with CeCe's... Um, CeCe basically tells Jess that, hey, Nick's into you, and so they sort of do start their will they or won't they that I assume will last the next seven seasons. Uh, and uh, and a good time is had by all. It is, uh, it's the uh, funniest episode so far. What do you think of the fact that uh, it was like all... You know, there's not really an A and B. It's just like a big meaty story. So what did you think of having a storyline with all five of them together? I like it, especially since like they're, it's so joke heavy. Like there's just so many. I definitely laughed way more than any other episode. So I do think um, that they should try this a lot. Like the, w- there will always be somebody lost out of the core five. And usually in the first few episodes, it's been Cece. This episode, it's Winston. He doesn't have nothing to do. And he's certainly in the the loft the whole time but i but you know he's he gets the short straw in this episode i mean Um, spoiler alert uh, you know winston will get the short straw in a lot of episodes in the early days fair enough um he's he's still working his way into the cast does jess ever get the short straw is jess ever not like a main character in an episode do you want me to answer that no no this is what we've learned instead of asking do you predict that jess will ever be the short straw yes i do think i I don't think it's gonna be like lost we're like okay this is like saeed's episode you know this is for nick and this is for winston and schmidt and cc but i do think there will be episodes with less where she's not in the a story sure once we get to like a full ensemble by like season three uh it does help that you know four of the five live in one single apartment it's like a one-upping like seinfeld had everyone live 
or be in Jerry's apartment inexplicably all the time. Friends move them uh, closer across the hall and new girls like, forget it. Let's put them all in one apartment. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. The truth is, right. You, you never you're not going to need them like how I met your mother. Something to like always be in the restaurant or a bar or, or Monk's Diner on Seinfeld. Uh, right. You could just have Cece come over, which is literally the premise of this episode. And then everyone's in one place at one time. Do you like Cece? What do you think about Cece now that you see a little bit more of her? I, li- I definitely liked what I saw. That Cece has a couple great so moments did Schmidt in this Schmidt and Winston. Hey, oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I wasn't leering at her like a creep the way <laughs> Schmidt and Winston were. Um, <laughs> but I, if she, t- if Cece told me to make, this I prefer sam- o- oogling, ogling. Oogling <laughs> is a funny word. Ogling is correct, but oogling is funnier. <laughs> Zooey would oogle. <laughs> is like the the uh oh god what's that annoying word onomatopoeia when it's like yes. a word for a sound of yes. like the cartoon like auga with the eyes going out that's oogling do you think kids know what auga is nowadays i feel like they don't have that much anymore <laughs> ask your kids wake them up no uh, arm you know what oogling is you know what do you know what auga like if i say auga uh Aldira, does that mean anything to you Awooga. <laughs> that, that you should hope not. Yeah, I, don't I don't like the so. idea of asking your teenage daughter if she knows if it means anything. I don't think she Awooga. does. I don't think she does. Well, that could be a cultural difference too. We got to ask people all over the world. But they also like they don't know cartoons. Like we grew up with the same cartoons. I feel like, and so did our parents. Like, and then now there's just different. You know, our kids other than Disney World, like, our kids don't know like Mickey Mouse or Bugs Bunny or any of those people. Well, they know Frozen. Thanks, cartoons. Right, no, but I'm saying they know different cartoons. So, like, that sort of thing. They don't know Awuga. Like, we know what Awuga is. Like, if there's... A, how about this? If there's, like, a TikTok Nicole Age person listening, they don't know what Awuga is, probably. I'm crying. Just the fact that you keep saying Awuga without, like, the Awuga is so Awuga. funny. Like, that is a very funny thing to just say. Awuga. Yes. I've never said it before, but now it's it's a fun thing to say. Um... But we're so talking, you weren't you're leering, me oogling, or a woogie. Let me ask you a question. You know me. If Cece, you know me. so Cece asks, Cece uses her powers in this episode. She, you know, with with uh, Schmidt and Winston oogling her. She tells she tells Schmidt to go upstairs to get out of her way, and she's going to come up in ten minutes. And she says, "Hey, Winston, make me a sandwich." I don't think I would make uh, Cece a sandwich. I don't think I'm a sandwich maker. You There's know? no way that you would not make that sandwich. Well, Zero I would be a terrible sandwich. I would, you know what I would do? I would say, like, hold on, can I go out for a second? I'd get her a sandwich from the store. I that's don't even make a sandwich. That, that's even that makes you look worse. Like, are you saying like you can't be bossed around, or you just don't like making sandwiches? I don't like making sandwiches. I'd like oh. to think I don't. I can't be bossed around, but I know I. You boss me around. My wife's <laughs> boss. Everyone bosses me around. I can definitely be bossed around. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, then, yeah. I mean, whether you'd have the capabilities of making a sandwich, you know. Hmm. The bet is not that you can, it's that you would. So I, I feel like you would make the sandwich, but would you know how? Probably not. I, that is a great power to have. I do wish I had sandwich make. If I, it, like in my next life, I want to come you back. You do have, I mean, you have a whole team of people feeding you and, and attending to your every, every need in quarantine. That is true. I did tell my daughter like yesterday, today, just like, hey, uh, what's on the menu for tomorrow? Because she's got nothing going on. Remind the audience how old the, your daughter is. Uh, 14. But she's like 14 go, going on like 30. You know, she babysits like the same way you'd have an 18-year-old babysit like all night. And she's she's much more mature. Yeah, than whatever me. you got to tell yourself to say that you have a, a questionable operation being run in your house. No, it's pretty nice because. Yeah, uh, nice for you. I could say like, hey, you know, go get me this. And I've got like a lot of. It is. 
having little kids, they're useless. They really cannot help you at all, like a, a baby or something. But having an 11 or a 14-year-old, you're probably going to hit like 50%. Like, I don't think my 11-year-old will just, if I like snap my fingers and said, hey, go get me something, she'd be like, get it yourself, buddy. But it, And like, if I'm lucky, not insult me. But my 14-year-old will get it. So I think if you have, that's why you have a lot of kids because if you have four or five kids, you're guaranteed two to three of them will do your bidding for you. I missed that lesson in Hebrew school. It's like, so said the Lord. <laughs> be fruitful and multiply so that at least one kid will do shit for you. We'll make you a sandwich. Absolutely. Sucks. That's the, yes. If, if you go to Rosh Hashanah Davening next week. All right. Now it. this has become a real religious podcast. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Uh, all right. We have a question. So, so one of my favorite parts of the very beginning is like, it's very confusing. We, we see Jess at this club. We don't really understand why she's there. Cause she's dressed in this like heart sweatshirt. But it's like unclear if like, is that just how Jess would go to the club or is she out of place? Turns out she's there to retrieve Cece from like a drunken fight with her like galaxy face tattooed boyfriend, which you so greatly summarized. Um, two, two things about this. I love when, so this is a third thing, a baby thing. I have two things and a baby thing. The baby thing is, I love the, the trope that like Jessica has come in pajamas with a bag of pretzels for her drunk friend. That is just like a very small detail that rings very, that's very, it was very funny. Even I noticed it. If I noticed it, then it's like, yeah, that's because I don't know what people are wearing ever and stuff like that. I, this won't shock you, but I've never been in like in a, whatever club, whatever DJ thing that's happening in that first scene. I've never been in a room that looks like that in my life. That's probably no, not going to shock you. No, but I'm sure you. you've been in like a rockin' sukkah. A rockin' sukkah? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird we don't do hashtags on this podcast. Rockin' sukkah could, We could do a hashtag for that. We could do whatever I don't we think want. Our, I don't think our listeners, they're going to have to Google a sukkah, honestly. They're going to be blown away by what a sukkah is. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, I'm gonna If I asked you to explain, I'd have to edit it out, and I don't want to have to do that. So, yeah. so the two things. One... Uh, is the timing of this whole beginning is mm. so off to me. It's like Cece is at the point of the night where she's like drunk fighting with her boyfriend and needs to call her friend to take her home. It's not like she could just like go to the loft herself. It's that late at night. And then she's later drunk at the house. So like she's drunk. So it's not, you know, 8 p.m. But back at the loft, to me, the guys are in like, 8 30 9 p.m mode like schmidt's trying to talk about going out and you know nick's like settling in for the night winston's eating dinner so i just thought the time of things was like there's a time warp between jess in her pajamas getting out of bed to help cc and the boys who are just starting their night am Could i maybe I'm an afternoon old rave rave afternoon rave maybe or something but it was dark out yeah I mean, we don't know if it's the summer remember this is yeah i guess this is like the clocks have already changed probably this is a november episode right Gets dark early. Could be like a 6 p.m. rave. There could be like, you know, sometimes like a comedian will come to town. They'll play like three shows. So maybe this DJ is like booked all over town. There's like the 6 o'clock DJ and then he's doing like a 9 and a 1 a.m. Well, speaking of the DJ, Hunter Nodella says, where would DJ Deep V settle in on the boyfriend list theoretically? I believe the his proper name is D, DJ Diabetes, which, not you know, not bad for a, for a DJ with diabetes. Not bad. Um, I he I don't know. Like, l- listen, the face tattoo, not my thing. I don't think it's your thing either. And you don't the- think it's my thing? <laughs> There's a chance, like, like cloudy. I can think of worse things than than like a DJ with a face tattoo. He's got a job, Allie. <laughs> he probably has some ambition. 
It's shut up. The tattoo is bad. Like it yes. looks like the ceiling of like yeah. a five year old girl's bedroom. Even as far as face tattoos go, it's not up there. I yeah, like a Mike Tyson, we could talk about it. So he has a classy face tattoo, Mike Tyson. It it could be better, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, far be it from me to say something about Mike Tyson. Yeah, be, I take he it beat us both up. You think we get Mike Tyson as a guest in like the second season? No. Okay. Uh, I wonder if Mike Tyson has ever been on a podcast. I would bet. I would take that bet that he has. I think he has, but not like a not like not that I would go so far as to call this comedy podcast. But I don't think he's been on a comedy podcast. He's been on a Broadway stage. You don't think he's been on a podcast? I f- he, Mike Tyson's the type of guy who only shows up when you're paying him. I think. I I have a question. We didn't even answer Hunter not Ellis's question. What's Hunter not Ellis's question? Where does he settle on the boyfriend list? I think he's the worst. He's the worst. Like you can't do worse. We talk about. We've talked. I don't think we talked about it on a, on the podcast yet. But the the fellows you could bring home to mom. The guy with yeah, the face tattoo is a DJ. He's at the so bottom of the barrel. To fill the guess, and that's my personal barometer. If I'm on a first date with someone and I start to feel in the pit of my stomach that I would be embarrassed to introduce this guy to my mom, mm-hmm. even if I like him, gotta pull the plug. I'm what in. about what about friends? You'd be embarrassed to introduce to your mom. I don't have a lot of friends i'd be embarrassed to introduce to my okay mom. good that bodes well for me would i introduce her to you and be like this is my friend no i love ripping on you and chester like joking like to oh, your yeah, mom so she doesn't orth- even think highly of me these two orthodox dads that i talk to and she mm-hmm. laughs, laughs oh my god all right, let's get back on track here. Yeah. Um, you were sort of right. I mean, you did guess, you know, great deductive reasoning there for you with uh, Cece crashes, knowing that Cece would crash at the loft. You said that she'd be sexiled. You did not predict that her cheating boyfriend um, would be living with her after a few weeks. <laughs> do you think we hear from this guy again? I like, do is not. this an ongoing issue? I don't think there was enough from him. I didn't catch the name of that actor, but I do not believe we hear from him again. We'll see. I wouldn't even recognize. I guess I would because he has a face tattoo, but I don't even know his name or anything. All right. So back at the loft, we get a cutaway to uh, the bros hanging. We get a mention of Benjamin again, if you remember. Yes, uh, I do. Schmidt's D-bag friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not looking. That means we're going to see him again, and I'm not looking forward to seeing Benjamin. He sort of got Chester vibes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe Chester's going to block us both. <laughs> Um, no, but like this is I bring this up because Schmidt and Winston get into sort of like a little tense moment and Schmidt drops the very insensitive. If maybe if you had a job, you'd understand, which I feel like kind of comes out of nowhere. And then I do think Winston has a little bout of misdirected anger about probably his own frustration, in the job market, but sort of undoes the work we did in the last few episodes of Schmidt and Winston, like supporting each other and Schmidt helping Winston get a job. I, I do like is it because they're fighting over a woman and it's like all right all rules are out now this is before Cece gets there right that's true that's true but I, that seems like that's going to be their relationship like support when they really need it but like on a day-to-day basis just busting balls well I guess that's what a sitcom is right it's like the characters have tension with each other and mm-hmm. they support each but other but isn't that like male friendship also like you tell most me. it's like I think so it's like most most of the time you're busting balls but if the person needs you you'll usually be there for them Okay, good. I think so. Um, all right, so this is actually interesting. 
as opposed to what I, what we've been doing over the last 20 minutes. <laughs> um, so Jess brings Cece back to the loft uh, begrudgingly. I thought it was like a little weird maybe that Jess is like so frustrated that Cece's going to come over. And she says like, please don't do your usual thing. Matt Stewart, the first of our many Matt Stewart questions, like you to Matt Stewart, says, what is CeCe's usual thing that Jess warns about before entering the loft? I'm not sure. I uh, Maybe, is it like just being really drunk and making a fool of herself? I don't know. I think it's probably being flirtatious. Because, like, it's not, as we see in this episode, it's, like, not Jess's comfort zone. And CeCe seems very comfortable around men. Like, we see her flirting with guys on the way back from the club, like, being like, ah, actually, let's go back in, you know? So maybe it's, like, I want to make a good impression on these guys. I've already hit some snags in that department, and I really don't want you to sleep with any of them or hook up with any of them because then it will be awkward if, like, my best friend... This actually happened. My friend, one of my best friends from college, who's a guy, uh, you know, made his way through my sorority house. Not in, like, a gross way, but he, like, dated a couple girls over the, my three years in the sorority at the time. Mm-hmm. And mostly because I set them up with him. <laughs> it's like a trap. Not really. He's a nice guy. Just, like, he... I'm making it a bigger deal. He, like, dated a few girls. And then he, like, stopped being willing to come over for dinners because, as he put it, it's a sexual minefield. So he can't go there and, like, step on a mine, like, a sexual mine. And I was like, all right, well, then you have to stop dating my friends if you're not going to hang out with me as a result. So I feel like that was an unimportant story to say, like, if Cece hooks up with one of her roommates and it goes badly... That's awkward then for just Cece and the roommate. I didn't think about that. That is actually, uh, yeah. I, now, I think Cece's like almost too cool to care. But maybe like a long-term relationship, but not like one, a one-time thing, especially if she's super drunk like she is here. But that is a good point. Yeah, like you're playing with fire for sure. And we have three, three, I mean, everyone here is single, right? We have three eligible men, two eligible women. So like the chances of, of you know, the streams getting crossed here are pretty strong. I think you just said something questionable, but I'm tired. Streams getting crossed, do you think I, is questionable? No, no, not that. When you said that, like, she won't care because she's not trying to start a relationship because she's drunk. No, that's not what I know. I'm saying Teams like. canceled. No, right. I mean, like, oh, I mean, like, if it's like a one time hookup, it's not like, oh, I can never go over there again. If it's like it's my boyfriend of six months, I can't. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah, it's the opposite. I don't lifestyle. know. You get it. I don't I don't know. I, I, I met my wife when I was a teenager. I have no I idea. Know, all right, so, no, no. Um, so, but it's interesting. It's, like, almost like I don't think she's worried about Cece caring. She, and, like, as we go through the episode, she's very, like, this is what Cece does. She, like, kind of manipulates guys. She, like, strings along. She flirts with them. Like, she does these, like, drunk dancing. So it's more like she's warning the guys. Because, again, I think Jess is still in this new girl phase where she wants to make this good impression on the guys. So I don't think she's, like, oh, Cece will catch feelings for these guys. I think it's, like, I don't want... Uh, Cece leaving you on the roof while you get sunburned and then I have to go up and be like, I'm sorry, she doesn't like you. Yeah, that's 100% what it is. Yeah, she's worried about the, you know, still fitting in in the dynamic. All right, Keith. Mm. No, I don't like So we get, that. so they come in and cut to uh, <laughs> Cece dancing with Schmidt and Winston and a song is playing in the background. Do you recall the song playing in the background? Don't say uh, anything, but do- Can you sing it? What am I? Rom, you want me to mouth trumpet? No. Mm-hmm. Um, girl, look at that body. <laughs> girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. Wow. I work out. Karaoke queen. <laughs> What'd you say? I said karaoke queen. 
I am I, a terrible singer. They, I have many yeah. talents. No, no, we didn't know. We didn't know from the. I work out. <laughs> Shut up. Um, no, I don't know who sings that song. You don't know who sings the song. You, okay, I know the right. song. I don't know the song. I, it's All not right, the it's Beatles. An ab- it's an ab- it's an abbreviation. It's an abbreviation. A commonly used, not by you. I a, actually, by an edgier person. Edgier than me. A, I a used, cool person might use this abbreviation. In a text today, I used F W I W, and the person didn't know what I'm for meant. what it's worth. Okay. Although I, I, I've, a couple times I've abbreviated things, and you said I don't know what that is. So yeah, you you're might a have, big a, a fake guy. And now I've just learned what that is. Now I use it. What's a fake? Oh, as far as I know. Yes, yeah. I do that sometimes. Um, I always think of the Affleck duck when you write that. Yes, Affleck. Um, We're not we sponsored by Affleck. <laughs> Shut up. Um, the, uh, All right, it's LMFAO. LMFAO, okay, not WTO. All right, so L- LMFAO, I sort of remember this song. Okay, well, this was so stupid. I was just trying to quiz you to expose that you're old and not cool. Anyway. I know um, if we have a music test one episode, I will demolish you. I'm terrible at music. I yeah, then why are you calling me old? Like, I'm, I'm well, old about other things. I just knew this. I'm a big LMFAO fan, and I knew that you wouldn't know. You're not supposed to gatekeep, but am I supposed to, like, name, like, five LMFAO songs? What do you mean you're not supposed to gatekeep? Well, it's like, it's a very, it's a, you don't know about this? It's like a, a, a stereotype where... I did this once when I was like uh, my first job. I had um, like a like a one friend at work, like a work wife type thing. I and hate that expression. I by know, the way. but it's like I can't. What was I going to say? Like a war, like my mom used that expression the other day. I was just, I hate she has that. a work wife. That's so cute. No, but it's like not everything has to be a a you know. A but it was like I was twenty. I was a twenty-one year old teacher. So there's like one other person who's young, and then and then everyone else was old. So anyway, I she was like into um, soccer, but like I'm a crazy sports fan, and I knew she like didn't know anything about soccer. So instead of being like, "Oh, that's so cool," I like belittled it, and I was like, "Oh, but like she had like a shirt of the team. I'm like, can you name a player on the team?" And she couldn't, and then she like got mad, and we weren't like as good friends anymore. Okay, so all of this is to say that gatekeeping means being a jerk and like, calling <laughs> someone out. But the point is, you're not supposed to. It is a trope of like. Can you name, can you, um, you know, like name these things? That is a trope of like men asking, quizzing women and they shouldn't do it. And I don't do it anymore. I did it when I was like 22. Okay. My favorite song is Yes. Mm-hmm. Sexy and I Know It is what they're dancing to. Your favorite song is Yes? Party Rock Anthem, obviously. Yeah. Is, what's Shots, Yes? And I'm in Miami, bitch. So, <laughs> uh, boom, five songs. Gatekeep that, Akiva. <laughs> What's yeah? Are you giving me deep cuts from LMFAO? No, yes is uh, it's a great song and it's just like every day I see my dream. It's very inspirational. Okay, let's move on. Can you sing? Uh, can you sing in every episode? <laughs> no, it's terrible. Okay, Actually, I'll try to cut. I, I'll cut yes in if I can here. I'll please. write down the timestamp. We, we we do talk a lot, but I don't really know your musical taste, so maybe that will be one of the good things of this podcast. Where we I tweeted learn. about music today. What was the your tweet? opposite of LMFAO? What tweet? What 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 great musician was it about? I tweeted that it's a great time to be listening to Jane Taylor. Jane Taylor is a folk singer mm-hmm. who is from I think the UK or Scotland Jane that my Taylor. dad was really into. Hey guys, this is Allie uh, from the editing room. This is a very minor point that, believe me, I wish I wasn't correcting, but I feel like. I keep listening to it and it sounds like I'm saying who my dad was related to, who my dad was really 
into. No relation. And he had her CD. She records in like a barn. And mm-hmm. um, actually, when my dad died, I emailed her and she wrote back. It was really nice. Wow, that is nice. I, well, let me say, because I am nothing if not a man who tries to learn. So I do remember now, but it was like 42 hours ago. But I do remember that you tweeted that. And I immediately Googled Jane Taylor. And almost nothing came up to the point where I was like, oh, Allie just rolled out of bed at 630. And she misspelled <laughs> James Taylor. <laughs> no, uh, I will make this official recommendation. If you like sort of like folk music, mm-hmm. she has two great albums. Yeah, what She's are they? She's recording, I think, listen. her third... Compass and Montpelier. Stop trying to quiz me. I know what I'm talking no, about. No, <laughs> I want to know for myself because what I'm going to do the second we're done here is listen to them. Well, I'm not you quizzing some, you. It's a, real, it's a real vibe. Like you I have, have to, to be in the right mindset, you think? Yeah, it's like very slow. But like she's just a cool musician. Anyway, I like donate. She had like a Kickstarter for her third album, so I donated to it. Well, she responded um, to your email. I feel like that's the only that's that's only right. Well, yeah, no. I what her, her was her that, response yeah. like like formal or or she's like not that famous? It was like it was genuine and it was like an actual um, email. I I wrote to her that like I was listening to her album and it was really nice and it made me think of my dad and we had always talked about uh um like going, going to, to see Teller her concert. like we mm-hmm. were gonna take a trip to see her one day it was like our I just pulled it up that did our, she ever come to America or no that we were talking about coming to the okay, not yet and then just like thanks and i signed it cheers how cheeky am i Very and she cheeky. wrote a pretty long response and like about her dad and him passing anyway it was just a really beautiful email I mean, beautiful. people are interested i'll let i'll post it or yeah. something it i still think really you nice. meant james taylor but okay i did not mean james taylor okay well now we've lost the audience yeah i'm sorry no i think i lost the audience i've now, you've told a beautiful story and I've been an a-hole and gate. No, we need that. It's like that's what I would do if you were telling a beautiful story too. We need, but I'm not always the a-hole on this podcast, right? Sometimes it's you. Well, do we think? Um, am I the bad? Am I the bad cop here? No, I I'm I wreck you all the time. I think we should talk about uh, the conversation <laughs> yeah. we had about what would happen at your funeral. I feel okay. like that's a, you should have used this to segue. Yes, we <laughs> did. We did have a long talk. About well, really, we're talking about succession plans for this podcast because who knows? I am, <laughs> as my father keeps warning me, like I am overweight. So if I catch COVID, it could be it for me. And he's very nervous God about me. Bed. My father's a very nervous guy. Uh, about it doesn't show the apple falls so far from the tree. <laughs> he's he, about health stuff. I'm, he, but he's nervous about other people's health stuff. I'm only would be concerned about my own. And um, <laughs> he's a he's a better guy. But but we were talking about succession plans. Who you know would this podcast continue if? If something were, if I were to be in, incapacitated after, let's say, twelve episodes. So I say, I, my gut instinct is no, because honestly, like, I like doing this podcast with you. I look forward to, sure, to catching too. up and riffing about this. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you know, our eighty-three five-star reviewers and probably many more negative people mm-hmm. are going to start saying that our banter is too much. Yeah. Um, oh, this this could be this, this could be the straw that can't, broke the camel's back right now. Well, whatever. I mean, we don't have to get into it, but. Uh, no, I mean, the only thing is, like, now I've agreed to go to your funeral, mm-hmm. God forbid. And, like, maybe I'll I'll audition new talent there. Like, yeah. I'll go scouting for new talent. Uh, maybe I'll find another Orthodox dad to fill this spot who hasn't seen. I need an old guy, right? I can't change the name. It, like, Puya can't come on and do it. So is he younger than you, Puya? Young guy. I think he's my age or younger, for mm-hmm. sure. Okay. And Chester, is that too on the nose to do Chester? Chester, I don't think, would do this. Although he'd have free time. He'd have more free time. And I do think like he would initially. I don't know if Chester like has so much feelings, but I do think he'd feel bad. Like, I think he'd be a little 
the, would you? Would no, you let's cr- not get into who would be sad. That's not well, what this is about. Well, it this is, is because I want to know, do you think pocket. Chester would, would, would cry if I died? Yeah, probably, because probably. it would make him consider his own mortality, not because he'd be sad about you. And would, you, let's cr- move would on. you cry? No, it's fine. Mera, though, would be scouting for an upgrade. Oh, yeah, well, first, I mean, she just, you don't have to say upgrade. That's redundant. Just, just to perfect. Like, all I have to do is scout. Yeah. Just. She's scouting talent. So you're baby. looking, you're looking around my funeral, like, who could I do a podcast with? Maybe listen to their voices, hear what they have to say. Um, that's not a bad idea. I, I don't think any podcast duo has ever met at a funeral, so that would be a funny story. <laughs> okay. Um, let's move on, please. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite parts of New Girl of all time, so maybe this won't bode well for anyone who's on the fence about the show, I do love the comment Winston makes when <laughs> when Schmidt starts directing Cece to the bed and Winston's like, are you sheep-dogging her? Yeah, that is pretty funny. Now, do you think there's any cancellation aspect of Schmidt's behavior in this episode that he's sort of tricking Cece into getting into his bed? Schmidt lives his life on the line, particularly, mm-hmm. you know, this episode aired in May of 2011, mm-hmm. particularly in May, in, uh, in September of 2020, Schmidt really lives on the line. Mm-hmm. He, he dances on it like a tightrope. Um, a tightrope. <laughs> shut up. I'm tired. Um, but look, I mean, far be it for me. If someone felt this was over the line, I validate that. My mm-hmm. interpretation of this is like, he brings her to the bed he leaves. He says goodnight. He like t- he like puts her in bed to sleep, and then sleeps on the couch. It's not like he's like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna bring her to my bed while she's drunk. You know, like I don't I don't detect grossness from Schmidt. It's like it's almost like what Jess says later in the episode. Like if you could ignore everything you do on purpose and only pay attention to things you do by accident, you're actually a good guy. Like right. he's got this d bag persona. But at the end of the day, he's just excited to have Cece, someone he likes, sleeping in his bed without him. That's also, I think, one of the reasons why the writers ultimately, spoiler alert for the end of the episode, have him just end up holding hands with her. Like, there's no sort of, like, there's no lines crossed. There's no, like, you know, what you know, what's the, like, uh, you know, how drunk is he? How drunk is she sort of issues, um, which, which uh, so he's, he's uncanceled. Let me ask you a question, though. Is there ever a scenario in the world... Unless Cece is absolutely madly in love with Schmidt, in which she does not sleep in Jess's bed, and that she sleeps in Schmidt's bedroom. I mean, I think the real question is, why doesn't she sleep on the couch, right? Like, yes, I've had girlfriends sleep with me, like, in a sleepover Mm -hmm. in my bed, but it is definitely not my norm, especially as an adult, when I, like, crash at a friend's place to sleep Yeah, but you're like, Jess is like, uh, she's different. I feel like she would be so Mm -hmm. offended if Cece's not sleeping in her bed. No, I mean, Jess brings out a quilt to sleep on the couch. I think the real question is why she's not on the couch, but but fair enough. It's the same question. Like, why is she sleeping in Schmidt's bed? Like, I don't know. I, I take it as it's like a nice thing that Schmidt did to give up the bed. For no, it is nice. Couch. It is nice. I just don't know if, if uh, Cece would ever agree to this. And look, I, like, so what it is for me, and I think this is maybe controversial, I don't read this as, like, a romantic moment between Schmidt and Cece. Like, I definitely think this is opening the door for Jess and Nick, and we'll talk about that storyline. But for me, this is, like, we've watched Cece be, like, the cool girl who, like, gets it, who's like, oh, my God, like, you didn't talk to – you talked to Spencer, I'm supposed to talk to Spencer, like, whatever. This, like, tough girl who's, like, dating around and flirty and fun and a model. And Jess is the opposite of that. But anyway, we've seen this, and – 
Schmidt's like fawning over her and Winston's fawning over her and she's very much used to that and she's like probably channeled what is ultimately a frustrating way that people oogle her, awooga her, ogle her (laughs) and channel it into like making it work for her and owning it. But at the end of the day, like she's chasing these wrong guys, but I think she'd like somebody to like her, you know, for real. And... Schmidt, like, Schmidt comes in, we're really jumping ahead, but Schmidt comes in and is like, I wave the white flag, I give up, I'm sunburned, I need to sleep in my bed, you're welcome to stay, but, like, I need to sleep. And Tisa's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But she was enjoying the spoils of her, her manipulation. Like, I'm in his bed now, I'm the king. Like, he gave up the bed for me and I'll take his room, that's fine. But he comes in and then they have this sort of warm moment where he opens up and says like I hate sleeping alone she connects to that me too they're both these people who hide behind their like physical appearance as a shell and they're both inside like probably pretty lonely and so they hold hands in a moment of connection I didn't view this as like sexual at all mm-hmm. um and whether or not Jess would be je- I, I mean, mean he I literally Jess- calls his friend though Allie and he's like I you know I I because they're they had talked about we hadn't really uh dove into it but like because when nick and when schmidt and winston basically have a bet of like will will he seal the deal will he close the but that's played for laughs that's of like course, but the point is giving like, him schmidt shit he's clearly he has this unbelievably attractive woman in his bed that he's interested in like the idea that there's no romance involved i'm not buying i mean i'm just saying from see like i read that more as like a moment of connection and like sure is, is schmidt gonna end up snapping out of that and becoming a d-bag again and being like i'm closing right now like specify your terms because what i'm doing right now feels an awful lot like closing that's a great line yes but like yeah i mean i just didn't think it's like a relationship blooms from this episode i think it's more two people who have a tough time with relationships and people liking them for them have a real genuine moment of connection yeah, can I ask you? Um, it's great. Um, uh, so Schmidt has some great physical comedy where he he goes away from the crew on the couches, and he and he does the parkour, and then he does the short track speed skating Apollo Antonono. Is that the most dated reference so far? And can we track what the most dated reference on New Girl is? Who's the old man that just says she likes? Is that a more dated reference? Oh yeah. So uh, Jess says that she is very attracted. Her her ideal movie man, her ideal man is Walter Matthau and Grumpy Old Men. Who you had no idea who that was, correct? Uh, um, but I, and I didn't see that movie because it was I was like twelve and it was like I don't want to see two old guys in a movie. But I mean, I assume you're familiar with the Odd Couple, right? He's isn't he one of the guys from the Odd Couple? Okay. Uh, you're not familiar with the Odd Couple? It's no, been no, on Broadway. I am familiar, I know but I don't a, know you're the a actors who play nerd. them. So maybe he's an Odd Couple guy. Everyone, every every like fat white guy was like, or well, he's not fat, but like every sort of like whatever white guy was on the Odd Couple at some point in their life. Um, the, oh, Walter Matthau, born October 1st, 1920, and died July 1st, 2000. Very symmetrical. Um, okay, that yes. happens. Yeah, Apparently, I guess. you're, like, statistically more likely to die on your birthday. Than well, it's not, no, not on his birthday, but it's on a first and, and like, all even numbers. Okay. Um, yes, he was in the uh, Neil Simon's Odd Couple play. I don't think he's, I don't think he did the Odd Couple TV. All right, I felt bad that I had really gotten this off topic, but now that you're digging into what what Walter Matthau's IMDb, but on, wait, so do you have do you have like an eighty year old who is your ideal movie man who's like above eighty years old? Well, above fifty, above fifty. Is is the roof? Is is Mark Ruffalo? Is Mark Ruffalo over fifty? Yeah. no, you got to write the first know, time barring, it's Ruffalo. Barring his questionable, I think he's made some questionable comments in the past, but you know, mm-hmm. love the roof. And I, I, I like. He used to just be like a normal 
you know, r- wealthy Hollywood guy. Now he's got to be like phenomenally wealthy, right? He's in all those Marvel movies. Yeah, but I liked him before. I That's what I'm saying. Since... Now you get you, if you had bought low, uh, relatively low on Ruffalo, Ruffalo, uh, back then. Now, now your stock is way up. He's much more bought, famous and much richer. I bought at thirteen, going on thirty, and then just like Heaven, which has one of my favorite lines of all time in that movie. Do you know? Can you name one other actor in Just Like Heaven? I don't know the movie Just Like Heaven. Just Like Heaven is a movie with Reese Witherspoon. Wait, is it Just Like Heaven or is it Jess Like Heaven? Just Like, like Heaven. Okay, no, it's fine. not a New Girl spinoff to okay. a movie. A prequel? It's not the New Girl prequel? It's uh, it's it's the guy from Napoleon Dynamite. It's Mark Follow. Okay. And it's Reese Witherspoon. Like and her. one of them's a ghost. I forget. I think she's a ghost. This is like your favorite like, movie and you don't even know who the ghost is. It's not my favorite movie. I said it has a great line. Ah, the Napoleon okay. Dynamite character goes... I'm like 99.9% parched. And when you're like a teen, that kills. Yeah, I could see that being funny. I've seen 13 going on 30, but I'm not familiar with that. Uh, with I that could flick. see that being funny. No, no, that's All good. right. Well, people you know people make fun of me that I don't laugh a lot, that I say that's funny. That's Do even... you know what people are not saying that's funny to? This podcast. Oh, my God. See, that was funny. <laughs> um, speaking of funny lines, probably the li- one of the best lines of the episode, Jess tells in Jess goes to the supermarket with Nick and she realizes that she's into Nick and Nick doesn't know what's happening. I don't know that that's exactly what happens, but go ahead. We'll keep going. And Jess, Jess tells Nick she doesn't use toilet paper. That made me laugh. That was very funny. And then Nick <laughs> believes her in the next scene. <laughs> you know, that uh, Jess is, you know, Nick comes back and is like, and Jess is looking at the toilet paper. She doesn't even use it. I don't know, yeah, funny. that's the best line. It's Cece's reaction to that. Like, what? And she's like, I, I told him I don't use toilet paper. <laughs> the Jess-Cece dynamic in this episode, although I do not believe, right, that they that they passed the Bechdel test we were talking about last week. They only talk about men. But there are two scenes that they have in this episode. One being they literally have a like physical comedy fight. And my Cece, face is my job. My face is very my job. funny when when they're doing that. That's great. They really do have a lot of chemistry. And then there's a great scene when when they're sitting down and Jess is like, listen, we're different. You'll just jump in the potato sack with any old potato. And then she's like, what do you say to me? And she says, you heard me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's just because that's what Chester would say to me. And you like that part. Yeah. Listen, I don't use I don't use I've never called anyone the B word. Never in your life. I mean, I'm sure I have, but not. No, I don't think so. Um, no, I, I like their chemistry. I really buy them. If we're going to talk about the relationship as best friends, do you like in some other sitcoms where they have to make people like friends who are different personalities? I feel like sometimes it doesn't always work for me. Mm-hmm. But like, I really do buy that Nick Schmidt and Winston would be friends in the ways that they're connected through each other. Like, I, I buy that Nick and Winston would have been good childhood friends and that Schmidt and Nick met in college and then they got connected in L.A. And I believe Schmidt, uh, Cece, and Jess as childhood friends who have, you know, grown apart and have become different people but have stayed really cr- close friends. That's a really good question. Like, what is the most sort of thrown-together sitcom friendship of all time that's completely unbelievable? That's a good it's question obviously, for the listeners. It's obviously Monica, Rachel, and Phoebe. You think none of them would ever speak to each other? I think that, again, the way that Rachel and Monica's origin story plays, that, like, they were friends in high school and stayed friends and, like, got an apartment together. Like, or, or, like, she she basically, what is it? She, like, gets left at the altar, so she shows up with, like, nowhere else to go. Like, fine. But Phoebe with the two of them doesn't make any sense to me. 
And and the Friends fans can at me. I don't care. Can I just tell you? So my uh, TV just like came on like a ghost just turned it on. <laughs> and I was able without you realizing to like run, go like turn it off, shut off the volume. I don't know what happened. I was trying to like well, not you know, get usually a game. the benefit of getting away with something like that is that you spare the listeners from that. But now. Yeah. No, I was I was impressed. I'm, I'm a little out of breath now. I think I need to start working out. <laughs> I can't imagine why your dad's worried about your health. Well, yeah, he would get so he gets so nervous when I say stuff like that too. Not funny, Akiva. It's not funny. All right, so what do you what do you think is the most thrown together TV? I have eventually? to think about it. It's a good question for next week for the listeners. Also, like we could have rankings or something. But yeah, I do agree. What I about do the think... guys in Two and a Half Men? Yeah, those guys. They're never... related. Are they like brothers or something though? I think the... it's like uncle. Yeah, yeah like they're so, brothers. But I, 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 everyone here. I think that the the sort of takeaway point here is that everyone so far has chemistry with each other. Yes, yes. I think there, and I think it's we see believable. that with Nick and Jess here. Let's talk. Let's set that up, though. Can you set up like what's going on with Nick and Jess? Yeah, I think Jess is sort of. I mean, you didn't like what I was saying, but like Jess is starting to realize, like, hey, Nick is into me. Am I into him? And and so like the will there won't they start? Well, let's stop. Let's like really break this down, though. Cece proposes that Nick has a crush on her. Matt Stewart wants to know: Is Cece right that Nick is into Jess? Like, do you believe that? I think he doesn't realize it yet, but yeah, there's clearly some sort of deep feelings, and we dis- uh, we haven't discussed this, but like there, I believe this was filmed before the wedding, so is it possible that like if you flip those, you know, maybe our feelings towards like the Nick Jess relationship and where it's Wait, at right now? When you say it was filmed before the wedding, was that like intentional that it was filmed before the wedding to air before the wedding, or it was like the venue available for filming, so they just filmed it out of order? I I, I couldn't get the answer to that question, but it, but the fact that it's like the the episode is listed first to me is a significant fact. So I don't I know don't, I don't know I'm like sorry. where we could put that relationship right now. It's a good question, but I um I yeah I don't know. What do you think? Well, I don't think I don't think it works if the wedding. If, like, Jess considers the fact that they might be into each other works before the wedding. Because that would be very strange. Like, to me, they have a very platonic relationship at the wedding. Jess is there to, like, be his wingman and his fake girlfriend. And, like, she ends up being the one who's able to get him out of the booth when he's distraught about Caroline. But, like, she doesn't seem jealous at all when she's, like, setting him up to talk to her. Like, oh, it's fine. They're just talking. So I don't think that this would work. If she's like being so weird that she can't even buy toilet paper with him, that then she's gonna go as his date to the wedding. I mean, it, that would be an interesting episode while she's like dealing with these feelings and how that would play out. But it would not be the same episode we saw last week. Maybe this should have come before the wedding, honestly. But it would just be a different episode. Yeah, that's true. And I think we needed that closure with Caroline. Like, I'm not saying we're gonna never see her again, but like. We start the season with Nick commiserating about a breakup that he's clearly not over. And, like, I do feel like we need to see that be said goodbye to, like, close the book on it. Like, we, I don't think we could just have him, like, all of a sudden has this crush on Jess and we just saw him, like, crying about Caroline at the party, whatever. Right, and they're both also getting out of very long-term relationships where, like, may, they're not totally ready yet to, like, dive back into something necessarily. So you said it's clear that Nick has, like, deep feelings. I don't think that's true. I agree with you that Nick doesn't know, wouldn't, if that if he were asked, he'd be like, absolutely not, very convincingly, I don't like her, um, like that. But he clearly cares. I think in the first four episodes, we see, un, like, unfounded tension between them. He's like, push-pull, push-pull. He's like, you don't have to take care of me, Jess, in this episode. And then he's also, like, the one who cares about her the most. 
Uh, he's running all over town looking for her when she gets out of the car. Like a guy who doesn't care about her at all would just go home and be like, wow, she's crazy. Well, he's it's still her roommate and like and, you know, and yeah, he- I know a lot of guys who would not care if I jumped out of their car. <laughs> Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, I, but also like more of a, as a friend is probably even, they might care more. It's like, all right, she doesn't know this part of town and, you know. No, I don't think he's so, that's what I'm saying. I don't think the feelings are deep, but he clearly like has this weird like tension with her. Yeah, I, I buy that. Um, by the way, my favorite Nick line of the episode, he says it to- towards the beginning when everyone comes in, he realizes like, oh, I'm going to have all these, I hate being around drunk people, by the way. And I, I don't know your take. I know we have diametrically opposite opinions on like drinking um do we because you're the one who's always like i'm really trying to get into drinking and i'm, I'm like, trying to get into feel- it the same way like someone's trying to get into like the nhl but like but yeah, you it's sh- not really- and i would say to both of those people you shouldn't yeah no I, of course i shouldn't <laughs> and I, I haven't so far uh although we're about to go on extreme lockdown so maybe i should just buy a lot of alcohol and and see what happens but i'm saying like, I, don't you, that. I feel like you like to drink and i don't i'm not a drinker and as you've established so I could totally relate, like, drunk people come into your house, you're like, oh, I cannot believe I have to deal with it. And Nick just wants to have a quiet Friday night, and it's probably, it's either 7 p.m. or 4 a.m., we don't know, and he just wants to, like, watch his movies or whatever he's doing, and so they come in, he's like, oh, this is the opposite of being alone, which I really feel that. I always I always feel that way. I do love later when Cece's trying to get him to dance, he's like, no, I'm from that town in Footloose. Yeah, I didn't get it. <laughs> uh- Okay, well, we'll move swiftly on. But mm-hmm. no, I mean, in terms of like whether or not it's annoying to be around drunk people, like I actually don't need to drink to have fun mm-hmm. and have no problem like driving at a party what? without drinking. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I'm saying like going to a party. So like I've never had a problem with that and like being the driver and being around drunk people and having fun, whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is a totally different thing. This is like you're at home, you wanted to have a night in and like now there's a party in your living room, like drunk or not. I would not be interested. Let me ask a stupid question. It's actually, it's a great question. I, I okay. take it back. I'm I excited. feel like now everyone has TVs in their room, whereas maybe in like 12 years ago, if you were going to have this situation, you'd have the one communal TV. Like, wouldn't these people in 2020 just be watching the television in their room? Maybe just because TVs are so, it's so, they're so much more accept- affordable now and like huge TVs for a couple hundred bucks. It's not a big deal. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, someone like Nick who wants to be alone would probably be in their room. Mm-hmm. But we did see, like, clearly it was a struggle to the point where she had to go get a TV. When of course. They no, but TV. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't think that works in 2020. I think everyone has their own TV in their room. I think you're right. Or you could, like, watch on your laptop if you, like, really That's didn't want to be at the party with everyone. Right. Like, yeah, it's just so much easier to watch Netflix. Want to hear an unbelievable story, but off topic. Please. I feel like you'll of course. It. So I moved into an apartment my senior year of college mm-hmm. with three friends. And Do you want to tell people which college, like, as a no. flex? Okay, fine. No. Um, so By the way, I looked that, up. You may, I, I forget why, but at one point, like the last month or so, I don't know. Something how law school came up, and I was going to make a joke about Michigan, and then I looked it up, and it's a top ten law school. But um, yeah, I guess you're smart. What do you want me to say? This I'm joking. No, that, I'm sorry that I didn't know. I, I like I knew I knew you were smart, but that's that's I didn't know it was such a good school. I was a, I was very impressed. Imagine if it was All better right. than the H word. How much fun I could make at Chester. Well, that's fine. So, um, so now this story doesn't really fly anymore. No, Basically, no, I had a TV sick. so I could watch Survivor. And uh-huh. like I told you, I think I said on this podcast or in general that my dad put an antenna up and it got me CBS All Access, uh, CBS All Access, well, CBS HD off the Willis Tower. Yes, you uh, said that. Um, anyway, 
I at first offered, like, I wanted to put it in my room, but I thought I would be a shitty roommate. So I offered it up to, like, our living room. And all three roommates agreed that they did not, adamantly did not want to have a TV in the living room. Because then we, like, wouldn't talk and hang out. We would just watch TV. And I was, like, nauseated that people would not want a TV in favor of... Sounds like you had the wrong roommates, yeah. So I gladly put it in my room. Uh, but also, like, and, we're such TV nerds. Like, I feel like we're, like, 95th percentile TV people. Would you believe I don't have a TV in my apartment for the last year and a half? No, I believe it because you don't need one anymore. Well, no. I, anyway, let's move on. We don't but need also, like, Hulu has live sports. No, but, that, like, you know, you could, you're not – I mean, you're not a huge sports person, I don't think. And, like, that's the oh, really the only reason you need a television anymore. Otherwise, you just have, like, you know – I mean, you could have a TV, but you don't need, you know, a setup like cable or whatever. All right, let's break down. Um, you should get a TV, though. Let's, yeah, I'm working on it. Let's Hold on, break like, down. what are you, I guess you're not entertaining, but, like, if you you want to entertain people and have, if the TV shows ever come back, like Survivor, you're going to need a TV. This is such a boring story. No, everyone well, you likes know this because you were in town and I couldn't have you over to watch and we had to go oh, we went to, to our now, our, our friend Robbie's house to watch. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. But, like, in a different world, I would have had them over with you to mm-hmm. my apartment because then you wouldn't have had to show up at someone who didn't know his house while I was Well, like, but I thought it was because you were living in the studio at the time, honestly. He was, too. I guess. Yeah. I didn't th- what I do you mean know. you guess? The bed was I'm in the room. I'm not smart. I don't know. All right. Let's move on, please. So, <laughs> um, so then... Uh, let's talk about the real theory. I feel like this is the real topic of discussion from the episode. Cece floats a theory to Jess that you're, when a man's feet points at what he wa- point at what he wants, mm-hmm. and Nick's feet point at Jess, and that sort of throws her all into a loop, uh, f- like a tizzy. And uh, Grace, who I'm trying to have as a guest on this podcast, hopefully that works out, mm-hmm. uh, wants to know the feet pointing thing is bogus, right? I my feet are pointing at the fridge right now, and I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> That's a good joke. You're not podcasting in the kitchen. No, but I, I can see the kitchen from where I'm where I'm where I'm sitting, and like I'm they're towards the kitchen. I will. Do you ever have like a, I'm sorry for this tangent, but I'm very hungry. Do you ever have this like you you have like a good dinner, but it's not enough quantity wise, so you don't know what to do. It's like eighty percent of a great meal, and then it's like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to make like a, there's nothing left. Like I can't have like a whole nother meal. What do you do? Does this ever happen to you, or do you not like food like my I other? I think people talk about snacks. I mean. Look, Keeve, two things I'm frustrated with. One is, you recently just said this on the Sidefall podcast I was listening to today, where you were like, for food, I'm a quantity. When it comes to food, I'm a quantity guy. Oh, but I, I, but I said that six years ago on a podcast you're listening to now. And it still applies, apparently. I'm sorry. But, Playing the hits. But also, yeah. is that we're going to end this podcast at some point, hopefully soon, mm-hmm. just this episode. And then you're going to say to me, oh, I think we need to cut some things. Like, I think we No, that, every, everything so far, I mean... And you're the one who's doing it. I'm trying desperately to get on track. And you're like, why no. don't you have a TV now? Let's discuss it. All right. Can we let people in on the secret now? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but I was going to cut all of this. All right. Go ahead. No. Uh, so we recorded a whole episode and we lost it. <laughs> so we're trying to remember what we said yesterday. I actually think we have more gold. We were doing better than the episode we lost, I think. No, we, but yeah, but here's the, so like if something sort of came out semi-naturally, like the funeral conversation or. No, that didn't come out naturally. The, we were like, let's talk about yeah, this. Yeah, or the LMFAO. It's like, that's because they were like, that came up naturally yesterday when we recorded <laughs> like a whole long episode that we lost the whole thing of. 
<laughs> First of all, it's nice of you to say we lost it. I lost my audio. Like, mm. my audio didn't work. But, I again, I think we have better... we definitely dealing with the episode better, although I'm trying to keep us on track. Mm-hmm. And... I bet you didn't think we'd have more gold. Like, there's definitely a lot we didn't talk about yesterday that we're now talking about. Well, it's easier. Yeah, of course. Every podcast would probably be- do better if you got 10 tries at it. I, that I agree with. No, I don't think it's... I actually think off the cuff is better, but we're doing more... Riff- like, yeah. new stories, new and interesting things are coming up. Yeah, well, we knew it worked. Anything that was boring last time, we just didn't repeat. I, we did, you know, we did 20 minutes on my funeral yesterday. <laughs> I went, I went so in detail also yesterday and like what my daughter was going to make me for lunch today. And by the way, spoiler, nothing did not get my I think my wife made me like a pancake or something. Like I did not get any lunch. Um, anyway, fine. And we could wrap. You're hungry. We could wrap up the episode. What, what else? Do right, we have wait, here? wait, wait. What I want to say, too, is, though, I want to say we have subbed in with more boring stuff. I think I think some stuff is very boring. Don't worry about it. Let's right, not tell the listeners what's boring. Let's let them decide. But oh, I guess where I learned that from. Don't DM. Okay. Don't yeah. But this is a positive podcast. We're not going to talk about every other podcast we do together that we spend the whole podcast talking about. It's bad. But this is a podcast that we're going to talk about it being good. I have fun. I don't care if people like out. Like look, look. Here's the thing, and people take this the wrong way. I think on the challenge, it's well received. So if you're joining us from the challenge, great. If you're jo- if you're new to me and Akiva, let me just tell you this. Mm-hmm. If you don't like what we're doing here, this clown car, this clown show. I give you permission to stop listening. Mm. I don't. We don't want you. Love yourself. If this is not <laughs> for you, very, it's not for you. I agree. No, you're trying to do the Kirsten McKittis, the love your love yourself enough, love yourself more, and stop listening. Did it come up on the pod on the, yesterday's podcast that you don't know the the meme about the hot chip, or was that off? Was no, that, that off was there? off the podcast okay, while sorry. you were eating chips. Sorry. Let's move on. Okay, fine. <laughs> Okay, so I, I do think Jess. Do you okay? Do you think Jess like overreacts here in an unbelievable sitcom way to Nick buying her the roses and the car? Yeah. Or do you think this is like on brand for Jess? I, I mean, it's sort of Jess is an unbelievable sit. You know, she is like over the top sitcom. So yes and yes, like she is over the top, but that's also within her the character we know from the first five episodes. I thought it was way more like off brand and weird for Nick to be buying the roses. Like yeah. even though they're only two dollars, I really don't think that's a thing Nick would do. I would I would agree. I, I do like uh Jess's like, oh am I too sexy? Do I need thicker pajamas? Like, oh <laughs> I have sexy posture. <laughs> yeah. It is funny, like they this show spends like half of every episode like trying to convince you that like Zoe Deschanel, like one of the prettiest women in town, is like just a regular Jane, you know? It's not that she's a regular Jane. You'll see. She has great dating success with a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. I think it's Spoiler. it's the context. She she's just, coming out of a... Se- I thought she was going to be Nick for the, with Nick for the next seven seasons. So that's... Well, why bit. are we ranking her boyfriends if she's with Nick starting I don't know. Today? Maybe you, there's some red herrings. Maybe you're you're like, a, you're like a 3D thinker. Maybe, you know, you're trying to trick me, but that's the last boyfriend. There's no more God, boyfriends. You Google Michigan Law School and now all of a sudden you view me as a 3D thinker. <laughs> I guess that's fine. Um. Okay. Tied, so- tied for ninth, baby. Did we talk enough about, uh, yeah, I guess we did. I was going to say the foot theory. I think we did. All right, we should talk about, uh, oh, I do want to say this. Jess is like, Jess does not say that she doesn't like Nick, which Mm -hmm. I think is notable. Jess says, like, she doesn't do the, like, no, never to CeCe. She says, like, I like being weird and taking my time. In the potato sack line, which is a great Mm -hmm. line. She's sort of not saying no, which I think is important to know. Yes. I also like when she tells um, Schmidt about Cece that Cece would eat him up. And that's like a funny bit, too. 
And then yeah, he goes into all the things and is like, kids eat for free. And he's like, wait, no, no, that's not good. And it's funny. It's like, you know, Schmidt says, I'll always be the fat kid with big dreams. Like, he, he's kind of crushed by this, but I think he takes it pretty well. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you want to ask me if Schmidt and Cece, where I see their relationship going right now? Well, let's take a, let's take one step back. I do want to ask you that, but let's okay. take one step back to talk about uh, Schmidt's uh, hot takes about India. Yeah, so I, I guess these are straight, like, even in 2011, these are like, okay, you know, he would be canceled for them. Uh, but it, I, I do think the writer's room, I do hope there is uh, at least, like, an Indian-American person in there or something, but, like, that that I'm sure it was a fun day in the writers' room riffing on like what do stupid Americans know about India, so like just coming up with random stuff like respect for cows and anyone named Patel, those are definitely funny. Yeah, I mean it's again it's, Nick's gonna uh, Nick Schmidt's gonna dance on cancellation mm-hmm. for a while. What does it get better? Do you think? What? I guess I guess the world completely changes by the end of. No, but Schmidt, I mean, it's like, it's not saying that just because you're saying good things about people means that you're not racist. Like, obviously what he's saying is offensive, but he gets, he does get canceled. Like, Schmidt's, like, they make fun of him. He ends up getting sunburnt because CC makes fun of him. And, like, he's like, oh, go meet me on the roof. And, like, has no intention of seeing him. And Winston's like, yeah, go take a lap and reset. And he agrees. So it's not like he's, this is working. You know, it's like he's getting punished for what he's saying. So this show starts in 2011 and ends at like a pretty different time, like yep. more of a Me Too era type, like 2018, right? I want to ask you a question, and I hope this isn't a spoiler. Is like, is Trump in this world by the end? Like, has is this a world where like Trump has has become the president? Is that ever mentioned on the show or no? There is a convert. There is an election themed episode. I'll just say this. I think it's interesting. There is an election themed episode. Where Cece and Jess canvas for Hillary Clinton. Interesting. Okay. But they don't have like a reaction episode like in Blackish, which is like actually deals with real world issues. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, I don't believe that they address it after the fact. Okay, interesting. No, no, no. I just, I was thinking like, oh, it's. But Trump is n- mentioned in the episode where they're campaigning for hillary okay but it's not like i mean i'm not expecting to become like a plot point obviously i'm just curious like because it it and you know 2011 2018 are very different um i i also like the uh when he's talking about when when schmidt's talking about cc there's a lot of movie references in every episode is that a thing like should we track the movie references like he talks about getting his it's a little dated now and speaking of cancellation people james frango like Getting his uh, his hand stuck in Cece's cleavage for 127 hours and chopping it off. That's also funny physical comedy. Um, yeah, maybe that was a holdover from last week when it was like, what did uh, what did Winston miss? I do. There's definitely like a couple movie like super movie fans on the cast because there's like four movies that get brought up every single episode. All right, yeah, start tracking it. Mm-hmm. Do you think you could sneak that on the Renap wheel, like? You just randomly pitched every movie that's mentioned in New Girl to Rob. Like, we could be pranking him. Where, like, every week, based on the movies mentioned in New Girl, you have to pitch one of those movies to Rob? Um, No, I don't think he'd. I, he doesn't like being pranked. I think he'd find out and then get annoyed afterwards. How would he find out? You think there's a chance he's listening to this? I think he's going to. Whichever episode is the worst is going to be the one he he tunes into. He'll be like, Keith, I heard episode the one where like you and Ali had a fight and ended after 22 minutes and the podcast. Over. Well, that's fine because then he'll never listen. No, never but I, like, I cool. he'll only hear the bad ones. I don't think he'll like not on purpose. I'm saying we'll just get we'll have bad luck. All right. So I'm trying to think any other takeaways you wanted to talk about from this episode that we didn't cover. 
No, I think we nailed everything. Schmidt loves to talk about work. That's I guess that's relatable. When I used to have a job before I retired, I would complain about work like an excessive amount just to remind people like how hard I was working. So I definitely relate to Schmidt. Ooh, 80 hours, 80 hours. So did you lose a part of your personality now? It was like it, it's it. I lost an excuse to do like whatever I wanted, like because I could just say oh, I have to work and get out of. Well, don't anything. you do that with podcasting? I can, but like, there's a finite amount. Like, I if if I was really podcasting that much, I would have to like make like a full time living from podcast. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, the fact that you say there's a finite amount. If you haven't hit that finite amount with your three podcasts, I don't know who has. No, I'm I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying like, yeah, if I, if I just kept going away in podcasting, I would my wife would be like, all right, why isn't podcasting like? Well, fully? you record 32 episodes in 32 days. That's true, but that's like for <laughs> that's that's for nobody, and it goes out the window immediately. <laughs> that's for like okay, 200 well, people. So does that help that to your wife? Explain to your wife that it's for nobody, so it's fine that you. I don't do think that? She, okay, no, it's well, not really for nobody, but I don't know. I don't. I, I I don't. She doesn't care. She has never spent one second thinking about the podcast, so I'm not sure. All right, here's a good question. Hunter Nadella says, very simple. Did Schmidt close or did he not close? No. Is he, this a close? No. Holding hands is not closing unless you're in the first grade. It's crazy. It's, that's that's ab- absolutely outrageous. Okay. So then uh, Nick and Jess do make up. They're sort of like brushing their teeth like, sorry, it was weird. And like nothing comes of it. Um, but okay. Jerry By the way, Martin that bathroom situation just gets weirder every week. <laughs> First of all, another sort of creepy thing. Like, they must steal all the big towels so Cece comes out in, like, a... Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about A that. mini towel. Not great. Uh, and, like, I, you know... You have a really amazing body, Cece. Yeah, by the way, don't you. say that to somebody's face. That's creepy, by the way. So when I say that Schmidt was not a creep, that's definitely creepy. Yeah, I don't think you'd say that to, like, your wife. I did of, like, love the people. moment of Nick in the bathroom too. Like he's obviously not there to Awuga, but he is there. And then once Cece walks out, he is sort of Awuga-ing. Mm-hmm. And Jess is like, I expected more from you. And he's like, I am, or I thought you were better than this. I am sometimes. Yeah, no, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, this, that's a real Awuga moment. Everyone is Awuga, is Awuga-ing in, in, the, uh, in the bathroom. But if this bathroom um, is, is I, I, this bathroom is going gonna, is gonna to be the, the bane of my, of my watching this show. Get used to it, buddy. Because I, I just, I just, you know, you imagine yourself there. It's like, oh, I, I don't think I would be able to tolerate this bathroom. Yeah. No, it's true. It's gross. It's like but being like, in college. Take yourself out of it. You don't have to relate to everything. Okay. Well, I don't really relate. I don't relate to, to like, Cece, and I don't relate. I don't relate. I don't see myself. You've asked me this before. I don't really. I guess if I had to pick one person, I'd be the Winston more than the Nick. But yeah, I, don't, I think you're the Winston. And And who do you think you are? I don't think I'm anyone. In general? Like, no, no, in this If in you this had series, to pick one of the five, who are you? I don't know. You tell me. I would have said you're Winston. Are you the Schmidt? I'm not Cece. I'm not Winston. Are you the Schmidt, maybe? I could be Schmidtish. Mm-hmm. You're definitely Schmidtish. You can be Schmidt. I'm Schmidtish. Yeah. But you'll we'll reveal more personality traits of Schmidt that I don't have. And probably some of yours, yeah. No, that I don't have. Oh, I, I hear you. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, you make Schmidt to be this, like, mythical figure, and we haven't totally seen it yet. So I'm curious to see Schmidt's, like, character arc and stuff. No, there's no mythical fi- figure. Like, but, like, Schmidt is Schmidt. Yeah, but I don't know who that is yet. Okay. Um. So, so Jeremy Barton asked a question. I hope he doesn't mind. I'm going to editorialize a bit. Mm-hmm. So let it's, it's really just, uh, you know, I actually forget how I asked this yesterday. <laughs> um... 
Uh, do you do you think Jess and Nick? Uh, are you shipping Jess and Nick and Winston and Cece? Do you think these would be good? Winston and Cece, uh, Schmidt and Cece would be good couples. I am shipping them, but in like the Jim and Pam, don't spend the next five years doing because then nobody will care afterwards. Like let this get done by the end of season one, and then if they're going to be a couple, don't do a will they or won't they? Let them be together and and like and then just they're a couple for the next six seasons. It's not a storyline or like a you know a major plot point in every single episode. Okay. Um, Kirsten McGinnis says, which new girl character am I? Please discuss. I think she has to come on and then we'll just like, people don't know who she is necessarily. We get, we've been getting like tweets every day. Wow. Big time. I'm not big timing her. I think like that'll be like when she comes on, it's the opposite of big time. I'm inviting her on the show. But then when she comes on, we'll, by the end, we will crown her. I think, how about this? Every guest who comes on, in addition to having to host the show, as we've established, that's canon, right? They, uh, we will decide at the end who they are. Yeah, I think that's a good, just remember that. I will remember, but then also it's like maybe that scares people away. Between having to host, they just have to intro it. They don't have to like ask everybody. That's question. fine. We're happy to scare people away. We're that's not what I'm taking saying. any it's new good. guests. So let's try more things that like more jobs. And they have to pay us $50 also. We're telling the, the listeners not to co- listen and we're telling the guests not to come on. Absolutely. So really this is just for us. This is for us and like the seven. This is for like the, the, the couple people a week who tweeted us and say, I Googled new girl and I'm, I, <laughs> I like your show. People. That's they, great. You guys... If you made it through this episode, you're fully family. That's great because I did a Seinfeld show that I thought a lot of people liked, and I never got those tweets. So I'm happy. Wait, did you ask for them? Yeah, once or twice. Okay. So have you watched an episode of New Girl with Mara? Do you think she'd like it? Mara is your wife. Mara is my wife. In case people haven't picked that up. Um, We don't have the same taste in anything. But I, w- I will at some point show her an episode of New Girl. But it's problem. The problem now is like we've had – zero days in the last six months where it's just been the two of us home alone the whole day with like no and which in theory could happen because she's retired and i'm retired well usually yeah when you have four kids like that's you no know, but all four kids hard. go to school they would have all been in school but there was no oh, school your life is so hard okay yeah um, these kids won't leave no, i'm very sympathetic to parents who are having to do remote learning i didn't we almost to, we came so close to make fun of a we came so close what? and now we're shutting down again we almost we almost had one day where all the kids would be out and I could just sleep the whole day as opposed to sleeping with them there jumping on me. All right. So before we get to our five star reviews and our mutual plug we have to do, let's let's talk about the storylines run. You already said you don't think we're going to see the face tattoo guy Gavin again. Fine. Um, do you think that Schmidt and Winston will like what's I don't know. Why I wrote Schmidt and Winston. I meant to write Schmidt and Cece. <laughs> but do you think Winston's job search and inferiority about his not working and like that kind of tension is that going to be his main plot line? Do you think Winston's going to develop some like some other story? I hope so. What's going it's on with not, Winston? It's not bad, but it's not doing anything for me. It's like an ongoing C story here, not a CC story. But like, I think it's, I, I like it's fine. But I, I, I need more from Winston. I think they got anything they gotta else find. we need to track from this episode. No, there's no boyfriends. Um, do you want to tell me what the next episode is so I could? I could well, let's that let's do that at the very end. Okay, I fine. like doing that as the the lead into the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, I'd say you're like one and a half for two, but the half is like what you actually took from the name of the. It's like okay, CC will crash. I guess you could have said it could have been like a car accident. Well, I'm going to nail this week's too. Okay, especially since I practice <laughs> last episode already doing this. Um, all right, so uh, Miss Myra, thank you, on Twitter, tweeted to us and was like, you have 14 Canadian all-star reviews, uh, five-star reviews, and they're getting sad. So, Kiev, can you read our five-star reviewers from Canada and Australia? And we thank you. We love that we're international. I'm Mr. Worldwide. 
Um, and just like, track my music references for the podcast. And uh, if you are if you are reviewing us from a country that's not Canada, the U.S., and Australia, and we can't see your review, please let us know, and we will thank you all. Or yeah, like screenshot them to us or something. Wait, can I just read two actual reviews that made me laugh? I don't love doing that, but you can if you. Sorry, want. Uh, it feels a little like congratulating ourselves. No, I just funny because like you'll see. So Rudy Bosch says, "Love this podcast." Allie and the other guy, you're so awesome together. And you're Anne, on the U.S. one. Well, I know. Just one second. And Anne <laughs> Crone says, "As a Kiva completionist, I have to say this is some of his best content." So we've got some Allie stands and some and some Uncle Kiva stands. I think that's the perfect situation. Do you think there's anybody who's like uh, we're tied? Like they don't have a favorite between me and you? Akiva, I do not think you should be encouraging the audience to let us know. I don't want to know. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. No, but don't, don't let us know if you don't let us know if you like Akiva. one of us better. Only let us know if you like us exactly the same. No, I'm I'm editing this out. Oh my god. You can't trust the audience. <laughs> There's too many haters. Well, I also can't trust the uh, Canada freaking iTunes. All right, while you load. pull up the Canada thing, I will thank the US listeners. Thank you very much. Um I don't know where I left off last time. So, uh, Andrea, I think I read this one. Um, sorry, I should have been more prepared considering I did this yesterday. Stepper's Rule, Henry 5454, K3NDRAC, uh, Kelly, K E underscore L L E Y, uh, Uyger. I'm going to mispronounce all these. Amanda Jacqueline. I watch television. Me too, buddy. Me too. DJSBAGSKDBXH. Ari Figaro. Rudy Bosch. Jenny Holgrain. Anne Crone. And Always Cared. And what's interesting about this is we had fewer. We had 82 reviews when we recorded this yesterday. Now we're already up to 89. So I set a challenge when we were at 82. I feel really confident that we have 11 people who like this podcast enough, maybe not this episode, but who like the podcast enough uh, to bring us to 100 in honor of our fifth episode. I think we could do it. I don't like to, I like to set small goals. I'm going maybe a little lofty with this one. Uh, only again, if you actually like the show and think we're deserving of the five stars. If not, again, you qu- kindly leave, quietly leave. That's fine. Um, uh, so if you want to help us get to 100, you can go to anchor.fm slash New girl, old guy. Keeve and I are always tweeting it out at last tweets at Keeve26. Uh, I'm usually tweeting it out, but whatever. Um, we really, really appreciate it. Apparently, if you subscribe and you give us reviews, it helps people like our favorite listeners who have no context for this, who have just showed up here, find the show. We'd love to grow it while we still have time in the first season to grow it. Uh, so let us know if you like what we're doing here. Um, Keeve, you want to thank our international friends? Uh, yeah, I can only access the first page, so I'll just give a few of them here. Oh, okay. no, it just opened up. Miami Gill, Jackson, 5566-4477. I'm just going to spell it out. You spell. You say the letters. I'm going to spell it out. Meg010796, Joan FS, and Awayfor71. Um, I, I also have an idea. We, we, we invite too many guests on the show that's never had a guest. Maybe that'll be a bit that we never actually have a guest. We just talk about it. I think I'm like, how about the season five? One guest that we don't know who found us through the through like iTunes, and we talked. I guess you it. could invite one person on. Oh, I get what that's my one guest for the whole. All right, sorry, Chester. Um, no, Chester would be my invite. I asked Chester if he had takes for this episode. He left me on red again. I'm very nervous about the Chester friend jump, but we could talk about that another episode. <laughs> okay. Um, 
<laughs> you were in the group chat when I asked if he had new girl takes. Both oh, yeah, of you left good. me Yes, keep all Chester content to, uh, unless you're like buying me a birthday present, to uh, okay. to that chat. So one last thing. Um, I guess I, I have some plugs. At some point, there's going to be, hopefully before this airs, um, I talked about the draft that me, Brian Scally, Matt Ligori, and my co-host on the Challenger Hap Up. MTV's The Challenge, for people who don't know what we're talking about. Yep, that will be available at, uh, we talked about it last week, but that will be available mm-hmm. at robhisswebsite.com slash challenge iTunes, where you can subscribe um, and get all of that Challenge 36 content. Um, I was on the Love Island podcast. I don't know if that's stale by now, but what's in, but you should be listening to it regardless. It's great over on Rehap Ups as well. And then... I had the great, all of those are great privileges, but I had the great privilege of, uh, when this airs on Wednesday, it will have just dropped on Tuesday. Um, I was on Pawnee Public Radio, my new favorite podcast with Hannah and Will talking about Parks and Rec. Uh, and it was a blast. And Hannah's a big New Girl fan, and she was talking a lot about New Girl. Um, so it was really, really fun. If you and she's like going to be one of her first guests, I think, also, right? I'm sorry? Isn't she one of her first guests on this show, too? Don't you ever schedule that? Yeah, she is our first guest. Oh, wow. Shout out to Hannah. So, unless you slip someone in, but I we're, we have a freeze. We're on a strict freeze. Okay. Anyway, um, it was great. It was madness, even though they're two professionals, but I tried to make it as mad as possible. Um, and it was great. So, check that out at PawneePublicRadio.com, maybe. Google Pawnee Public Radio. You should already be subscribed to it. What are you doing if you haven't subscribed yet? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. What's up with you? No, I don't have to plug anything. All right. Well, that makes me feel like you've just big timed our audience. Like you don't think they? Can no, I no. Then I'm just like I don't. I don't know. Because uh, I, I did the plugs yesterday. <laughs> um. Yeah. Robin and Kevin need a podcast. We've done 99 episodes. We're gonna do a hundredth episode. It's gonna be uh, supersized, but we have not recorded it yet. And at some point, it will come out. Probably a few days after this comes out. Uh, we did 32 fans. We did. 32 NFL playoff previews that are all already outdated because every team will have played by the time this comes out. Uh, I made some Super Bowl predictions. You can listen to those on the 32 Fans Patreon. Uh, new Girl Old Guy, Renap, 32 Fans. Those are my three podcasts. All right. Well, should we plug our mutual plug? Oh, yeah. We could do that, too. Oh, that's also already happened by the time this comes out, I think. Yeah, but that's but then they can go back and watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, Ali and I, and 18 other Jews are going to be on, um, we're going to do a sort of reality show, like think if you're not familiar with it. It's called Sequester. It's not a reality show at all. It's a game. It's a reality, we're going to play a reality game. It's a, it's a game in one game. night, an online game. It's think. It's a little bit like Survivor or Big Brother, but if it was in one night in a bunch of, you know, uh, chat rooms that you could watch on Twitch or something. And uh, we're going to play. And uh, I think we're not going to do well. You think we are going to do well? I guess it uh, remains no, to no. be seen. I think you're going to do well. Mm-mm, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm I listen I'm, I don't want to say nervous because that would like you know convey some imply sort of, that you care but I do care like I don't I won't be mad if I'm like the first person out. I do want to play the game it would be fun you're not going to be the first person out no way I guess not people are going to want to talk to you so you're not going to be the first person out I look it's called sequester I don't even think we said it I said the name and, sequester yeah but yeah so uh, we're playing a game it should be fun we have a last longer bet I think the winner whoever whoever lasts longer so if I'm first out and you're second out you win uh, that person uh, gets to write the other person's Twitter Twitter bio for... Which I don't even have a Twitter bio, so... Yeah, you do. That's big stakes. You do? No. You always no. have a joke as your Twitter bio. I've deleted it recently. I, is... I often... I usually don't have anything. I currently don't have anything. Um, I usually... I used to switch it like every week. 
Um, but I haven't I haven't really been paying I attention. I like nothing. It's clean. Oh yeah, you do have a clean right now. That's crazy. Yeah, well, it's not that crazy. I might just okay. make a plug for this podcast. That's my well, that's already your pinned tweet, so I can't really complain. I'm out here, baby. I'm stumping for this podcast. Loving every like, minute CC of it. And just stump for Hillary. Okay. Um, so check that out. Should be fun. Hopefully, Akiva. Do you think this podcast will survive us playing sequester? Like, are you gonna like make me mad in the game and then I have to quit? I think you will be mad at some a mistake I made, and I will no, have to. No, I have low stress about this. I, I don't okay. think I'm gonna do well, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, you care less, I think, than I do. Even. I mean, I look. We're making a lot of effort to play. Like, I don't. Yeah, we filmed the video. To me, that's a big deal already. I haven't done that yet. Well, I made my oh, that's a thing I did today. I made my daughter uh, edit my video. My video it was supposed to be forty-five seconds. It was a minute. I was like, "Listen, uh, Steven Spielberg, cut this down to forty seconds," and she did it. Okay, can can you have your daughter edit this podcast? I'm gonna have to really do work here. No, there's not one second. This is like, this is. I don't think there's been a wasted second here. I think you could just okay. drop it. Well, so let's let's uh, keep with that. Mm-hmm. I would never want to waste a second with you, Akiva. Nope. Season one, episode six is called. Thanksgiving. What the hell was that? <laughs> drum roll. Oh my god, that was such a good drum roll. Was I thought it, it was. Should I thought I it was almost it? like a drop, like a soundbite. Wait, then why did you say what was that? I was like shocked. Wait, in the in the. First... I have a snare here. I just pulled out a snare drum. I didn't drum. know that. The in the the first. <laughs> no, I obviously didn't do that. In the first version of this podcast, we were talking about like inserting a few musical clips, and now I don't remember what they were, but they would have been. That's fun. still in the podcast. Okay, okay let's move on. Um. So, yes, Thanksgiving. I don't know if it's going to be a Friendsgiving or if they're going to go to, let's say, like Nick's or you said Nick lives in Chicago on the last podcast. Well, because yesterday you're doing a very we could have just like this would have been tight and we didn't have to admit that we lost the podcast till the end. But no, yesterday you were like, I don't know where they're from, if they're from L.A. And I reminded you, fair enough, mm-hmm. that we do know that Nick is from Chicago yes. and we know that Winston is a childhood friend of Nick. So stands to reason that he'd also be from Chicago. I don't know if they're going to go to a person's house or if it's going to be a friend's giving. It's going to be the five of them, maybe like a random hanger on. But uh, to be I- clear. I only remember that he's from Chicago. I mean, I know it, but like I only really remembered that you knew it at this point because in that episode you were like the guy from Chicago and the other guy because right. you couldn't tell the but difference. Don't they talk Nick about a Chicago Chicago accent in this episode also? I don't know. I think that's a. I think that's mentioned in this episode too. Nick barely talks this episode. That's true. Maybe it was last. I don't know. It's late. It's uh, 3.42 a.m. for me. I'm All right. Uh, we said we didn't waste a second, and then I think we wasted about 120 seconds. Um, this was fun. I had fun. Mm-hmm. I hope you had fun. Absolutely. Keeve, I hope the, what did we call them? The Goggers had fun. The Goggers, yeah. And also they say uh, if, if a podcast, like a lot of podcasts that last more than five episodes make it the whole way. I think you mentioned recently that you were Keeve. listening to, Yes. It's eight episodes. I just listened to Rob say that on the Seinfeld podcast. Oh, I'm waiting for eight. Oh, episodes. and you didn't even bring up the nine eleven thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which I know that sounds bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> you were talking about how you were listening to my podcast. You wanted to bring it up. You said I want to mention. No, I didn't say that. Yeah. We already talked about the Seinfeld thing. I wanted to talk about at the top of the show. Oh, we did. That didn't get cut. I forgot. We get, we <laughs> saved our first nine minutes. <laughs> Okay, I'm only going to leave this in because it's the end. But we should explain. There was no 9-11 thing. It was because was no on ni- September well, 11th, I was listening to you're, a podcast. You're on record. There was no 9-11 thing. <laughs> oh, that has to stay in. I will quit the podcast if you take that out. <laughs> okay, this is not funny. I'm not like this is terrible, yes. obviously. Yeah, you could blame me. Cancel Keep, me. No, there, it wasn't about 9-11, obviously. Like, that's not funny. It's mm-hmm. 
it's um it was on September 11th. Yes. I was listening to a podcast and you mentioned unrelated to the terrorist attacks. You mentioned it was September 11th because you were saying like the worst time to start dating someone is right before their birthday. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, if like the birthday's today, September 11th, you want to start dating them September 12th. And it was like so eerie six years to the day in the future that you recorded that to be listening to it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope you guys had fun. We had too much fun. Uh, we'll try to keep it together next week. Hopefully we make it to eight. We'll make it to eight. I mean, I might, but you'll find someone else and make it to eight with, with them for me. Okay, bye, everyone. Yeah.